Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I got bronchitis. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Mrs. Pagod would be very disappointed to find out how your professional life went. She's like, yeah, he works with this idiot named T-Bone, and I don't know. Plays fart what, noises on the they, radio. What are they doing? For thousands of people. <laughs> like, he never learned. He's still just hanging out with the idiots. How'd that happen? Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want a sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big show today. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is at 434. Jason's beef Beef. is at 534. (laughs) That that made me laugh. That's good. I like that. Is uh, Jordan's beef? No, no. Is Is he playing in the PGA Championship? Oh, that I don't know. Teddy, you would think, right? Teddy would. Oh know. yeah, he's definitely. Okay. He, he hasn't said anything horrible about any, you know, what uh, new golf leagues or the people who fund those new golf leagues. Yeah, Ted, it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey man, I don't say that now. I know Phil's got. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, say that. Uh, Phil's got a lot going don't, on. Don't you cancel him? Oh don't yeah, we cancel well, yeah. Phil. Uh, yeah. Do we want to? I mean, I know this. I know that when I voluntarily choose not to do things. That's me being canceled. Well, that's what I, I, know. what I don't understand. So, so PGA Championship is is this week. Phil has, as you heard Timmy say, back. To, he isn't. He's he said he's not playing. He's pulled out of it. He's he's pulled out of it. Hmm. And it's uh, it's all over everybody at this point. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ceiling. It's everywhere. But S- sticky situation for Phil yes, Mickelson. Sticky and everyone else involved. Yeah. Yeah. Cooch has not pulled out the Matt Cooch update. Cooch! Yeah, he's playing, right? He's Cooch, not going to... He until Thursday, but... Yeah, he had a fine weekend, too. He finished at 20 under par. He was tied for 12. Shot a 64 yesterday, so he's he's getting in has, his groove. Has he gotten any, like, Greg Norman taps on the shoulder? Like, why don't you come over here and play? I'm sure all these guys have. I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, has he given any indication that he's... Because, I mean, no offense to Cooch, he seems like someone who that might appeal to at this point in his career, not this past weekend notwithstanding, right? Like, yeah. I'm just saying that's the type of guy where it's like you've made a lot of money. Now you go play a few tournaments. It's guaranteed money. You cash those checks. You go home. You're yeah, done. Here's, here's what I ask all the time. And then I get told by people, well, it's money. There's no such thing as too much money. All right. If you want to subscribe to that, that you never have enough money. But I saw Jack. Jack came out and said, hey, uh, you know, the Saudis, they offered me $100 million to be Greg Norman and run this thing. But I told him, no, I don't want to do that. Right. So, yeah, I guess to Jack, it's like, wow, you're going to turn down $100 million? Well, when you already have half a billion dollars right. as your net They're, worth, what's yeah. the? how does that improve your life in any way? I know that 
Matt Kuchar or some of these other golfers do not have half a billion dollars. Matt right? Kuchar did all, he's done all right for himself. Yes, but he's got millions and millions of dollars. I think this idea of like you can never have too much money. Well, tell me what it's like once you have everything in your life, like your house, any cars you want. Those are all paid for. Your kids, they want to go to college. That's all paid for, right? Everything's good in that regard. You've got more money to spend for the rest of your life to live as comfortably as you want. And you don't have to work another day in Several your life. generations. Not yeah, just and you. And not just you. Probably multiple generations, if you're smart with it, could live off of the makings of like a decent PGA golfer. And then that, that after that, how much more do you need beyond that? Right? Like, let's say you've got 30 or 40 million in the bank, which I think some of these guys do. Matt Kuchar's career earnings, by the way, $53 million. Okay. Let's conservatively say he has banked 10 million of that and spent or lost the rest on various investments or just... Because he just parties it up every weekend. Because that's what I think of when I think Matt Kuchar is partying. Yeah, that's Kuchar a guy. Who loves to party. I'm just saying, that's a guy who probably could just stay playing the PGA as long as he wants. Doesn't need the guaranteed checks. Play for the love of the game. And then he'll still make money, right? He's got a, He's got some sponsors. He's, he can still go out and play. And then when he's done playing, he's not in the bad graces of everyone who runs the PGA. Well, that's the thing for people who say you can never have too much money. Well, you can't have too many headaches, though, right? Yeah. And I don't understand why you'd want to take on the headache, why you want to be asked the question. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, man, I'm just here to play golf. But if you go play in the Liv Tyler series, it's not just about golf. You're going to be you're going to be asked about world affairs and politics and why are you doing this? And unless you're just going to be Ric Flair and lean into it and say, because they pay me millions of dollars and I don't care about anything else. But, you know, these guys don't want to do that because they want to keep the Callaway sponsors. I wonder this, and, and maybe the answer is pretty obvious, but to me, I guess it's not. Phil Mickelson, does he go back? If you could get him on a lie detector test to say, do you wish you just had never Absolutely. looked at any of this? Absolutely. I bet he says, I bet he says, I wish I never even, I wish the, the call came or the email came and said, hey, I want to talk to you about something, and I just deleted it and ignored it and never talked to well, anybody I about say this. The, the book comes out today. It's either yes. today or this week. I think you're right. And the author of the book, I forget his name. What's his name? Ship. 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 Superfly. Shipnuck. Snooker. Phil Shipnuck, I want to say. Something like that. Okay. You know, he said when he got those quotes from Phil about the Saudis, he said as soon as he hung up the phone, he said to himself, well, Jesus, there's some quotes that are going right. to sell some books. Right. It's not like this was one of these, oh, after the fact, we realized what he actually said. No, the author of the book hung up the phone and said, I can't believe he just said that to me. Right. Like that, that is clear and obvious to anyone else who's listening to it. It's like when Greg Norman said that thing just this past week where he said, Hey, you know, I mean, I think they've owned up to it though, right? It's like owned up to what? Everybody makes mistakes. Owned up to. The murder of a journalist who walked into their embassy to get a marriage license? Is that what you're... Like, Greg Norman, listen to yourself. But he didn't say what what is. He just said, well, they've owned up to whatever, that, right? And he won't say that because he doesn't want to go into what that is. But that's, yes, that's pretty damn terrifying. If that's what they're being accused of and that's who you're claiming to work with, that's scary. They offered Jack $100 million. To do the Greg Norman thing. And maybe you're saying, well, Greg Norman's getting paid to deal with all this trouble. Yes, but Greg Norman already had a net worth of $400 million before the Saudis came calling. What is he possibly getting paid? Unless, unless he just has some vendetta against the PGA and he wants to make it his life's mission 
to put the PGA out of business. But that doesn't sound like where he's at. Maybe no. that's where Phil's at. No. I'll tell you, man, and I and I, I realize there are people that feel the opposite way on this, but this stuff, as much as it is annoying to some probably really hardcore golf fans, this is good for golf. You are getting more conversation about all of this. Now, it's not good if it eventually ends in like the splintering of the PGA and if this live group actually gets what they want and half the PGA golfers, including some big boys, leave and go play over there. But that's not likely to happen. Well, because then you're not going to get the best competition from either tour. Right. That's not good. Well, I saw that as an auto, uh, as a auto racing fan with IndyCar back in the day. They split up and it was like for 20 years, it, it took a while to recover. It's not good when the big sport splits and then there's arguments and division. You don't want that. But as long as this doesn't actually work and you like lose a couple guys like Phil Mickelson, who just, if, if he truly follows through, and we don't even know if he will. If he truly follows through and shows up at these events and then the PGA says, yeah, you're never playing for us again, you you lose him. That'd be sad. That'd be a huge loss. Greg Norman, obviously, is not playing anymore, right? So if there's a handful of guys that are past their prime that also go and do this, I'm just saying, like, you're, you're probably not going to lose the big names unless this thing sticks around for a few years and gains a lot of traction. This reminds me of the first version of the USFL where they had a couple guys where they went out and they signed monster deals. They gave Steve Young like a 40-year contract, whatever ridiculous thing it was. Herschel Walker got a big contract. They had four or five players that could have been big deals in the NFL. And the USFL swept in, swooped in, swept in, swooped in and got them. Swooped in. And then that was it. They just didn't have the funds to compete. You know, they they signed a couple big deals. Other players looked at it and said, yeah, it's not worth the guaranteed money up front. They lasted for a few years, and then those players were back in the NFL. Well, I think one of the big concerns we keep talking about this live thing is, where is this live golf going to be on television? The answer is right now, nowhere. Not on, it's not going to be on a channel that you could just flip your TV on or your streaming on and go watch. Now, maybe it will be on a website that you then have to navigate to, click on and play, but do you know how many people you lose every time you go from broadcast to cable, cable to streaming, streaming to website only? And I know I know website only is streaming, right? But without some kind of app or some place where it's like, oh, yeah, this is on a bunch of TVs everywhere, you're not going to get the attention you think you are. And so I don't know how you grow that sport. Uh, not that sport, that league. Sport's fine. And I don't know how this isn't a major storyline. I'm sure it's very annoying for the PGA that this is the storyline going into one of their biggest weekends of the year. But it's it's also good for them that eyeballs and attention are there. Because we're talking about it. We let off the show this Would week. Would we ever be doing that? Talking about golf. Right. Which is, not, we are not golfers. No. You and I are I mean, Teddy's the only golf it. fan on the show. No. You, you can wake me up for the last couple rounds of the Masters. But other than that, I don't give a crap about any of this. But I'm fascinated by the soap opera. But I I feel like you see this in the NFL. You see it in the NBA, too. There is all the stuff that happens on the field or on the court. And obviously, the NFL dominates in every capacity, right? But the NFL has won this offseason yet again because why? There's always something. There's always some bit of news. There's always some new thing that happens every other week or if not every other day. There's some new signing happening or some big deal is announced. That's that's The NBA has had that with drama. They don't necessarily have it on the court all the time. They have it with the drama off the court that dominates social media in some cases. That's what 
is good for golf out of this is that you are getting a lot of attention on social media. Not all of it's positive, but you are getting a lot of people to look at the PGA. And if anything, there's a lot of people siding with the PGA and saying, yeah, I don't get why they would, I don't get why they would let Phil go do these things he wants to do either. He can go join up with the Saudis and make this league if he wants to, but doesn't seem like it's going to get a lot of traction, at least from me. I do want to talk about the, the canceling of Phil. We'll do that next. Plus, the Reds doing Reds things. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Look out for a crash blocking the right lane. 70 eastbound after Highway 142 as crews are pulling out a truck that crashed from earlier this morning. This report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Columbus, Ohio, Protect All Insurance has landed. Protect All Insurance is your one-stop shop for auto, home, and bundling to save you money. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's most important moments. Call 833-PROTECT. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Extra large. Extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports. Talking about Phil. He will not be at the PGA Championship this week. There was a piece on ESPN.com today about his rapid fall and wondering how it happened. Um, and then Webb Simpson was quoted in there because he's friend of Phil mm. saying this is all cancel culture. That's the problem here. Here's what I don't understand about cancel culture. All right. All right. I assume everybody out there who rants and raves against cancel culture also is a pretty big champion of the free market system. Yeah. When consumers decide they don't want something anymore, that is the ultimate consumer choice. I'm not going to give you my time. I'm not going to give you my money. If I, I love McDonald's, right? I get a Big Mac pretty much every single week. I have since I was a teenager. One a week. Keeps the doctor at bay. No. <laughs> I don't the think opposite. that's how that works. The opposite. Right. But if I go to McDonald's, and the next five Big Macs they give me all have pubes in them. There's going to be a time where I say, you know what? Used to like this? Don't like it now. Is that me canceling McDonald's or no, Big Macs? I, I, apparently, according to guys like Webb Simpson, what needs to happen is once you say you like Phil Mickelson or or anyone in culture that you've like said, yeah, you I need think this to guy's like cool. them forever. No matter what they do. Or you're a traitor. No, I, no, I don't if, get that. If they later do something that makes them kind of odious to you or annoying or frustrating or you just lose interest in whatever their thing is, right? Like, I mean, I I say that I like the show Arrested Development. But they did three seasons and then they did actually get like canceled by a network, not for any other reason than they didn't think they had enough viewers. Fox just canceled the show, right? Like they do for tons of shows all the time. And they came back with a fourth season at least and maybe I want to say a fifth season that was on Netflix. I watched like two shows of it and was like, ah, it's not the same. You're not loyal. I didn't. So I, did I cancel? Yes, them you canceled it. You need to love it always. Phil Mickelson is a product. 
And if you're saying, no, Phil, Phil Mickelson's a golfer. No, he's not. Phil Mickelson started out as a golfer, and then he sold himself. Phil Mickelson, the golf guy, is not the one selling you prescription medication on television. He's not the one trying to sell you apparel or products. That is Phil Mickelson, the likable guy that you want to trust and buy a product from. Once you stop liking that person, why is this surprising that you'd want to move on and, and sponsors would want to move on? I'm sure some people are saying, what about the giant companies, though, that don't back him anymore because those giant companies... They are canceling him by pulling out. Are they? Or are they just too saying, we get that he's very unlikable, and a lot of people who we thought we were reaching by advertising through him, we now may be risking not getting as many of those people. What's the problem? Again, does a company have to be locked into always doing business with someone forever, or can they make choices based on what's best for their financial needs? I mean, I'm just saying... Guys named Webb Simpson maybe don't have a lot of room to talk about like what is and isn't cancel culture because I'm guessing Webb has never really experienced that. You know, like, I mean, Webb, your name is Jim also. Like, you go by Webb by choice. Like, you made a decision to kind of, like, put your stuff out there and kind of be like this, put a name out there that sounds a little different, right, to get noticed because you're trying to get attention. That's this whole game. You are trying to stick out and get attention. Phil is trying to still stick out and get attention by going to live because he wants the rights to his likeness and everything else that we've been talking about with college sports. That's what Phil Mickelson wants from the PGA. And they've said, no, sorry, we're not giving you that. Phil, you're paid very well, Phil, that you don't get that transaction. Phil says, I want to go start something else. He's trying to get noticed. He talks to a guy who's writing a book. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm shocked by the sheer stupidity of this. It's like when somebody goes to the combine and they test positive for weed. My issue is not that they smoke weed, because I assume all these guys do. It's that you're so stupid. You know you're going to the combine. You know you're going to get drug tested. And you still cannot control yourself for a week until you're done. It's the stupidity that bothers me, not necessarily the action. That's the thing with Phil. He's so stupid. He is so stupid to open up his mouth and not think there'd be any blowback. He's that arrogant. The reality is, Phil Mickelson has always been this guy. It just so happens he's getting called out on it in 2022. And for a guy like me that believes the worst in people, maybe you say that's a flaw, or maybe you say that's me going through life with my eyes open, I actually take some some solace in the fact that karma still exists. And I think Phil's getting it. He may be. I mean, all I know is this, man, whether you think it's karma or whether you think it's just a reactionary culture or whether you think it's Phil misspoke and why does everyone have to take this he to the ninth he degree? He misspeak. He showed you exactly who he was. And now he's surprised when people are judging him on his own words. I don't think that's being canceled. I think that's just people saying, I don't, yeah, like, I don't like this guy as much or I don't. I don't care as much about him as I thought I did, or he's weird, or that was a weird thing to say. Who's the dude from the Brewers, the closer from the Brewers? Bill Hader? What's his, what's oh, his name? Uh, Josh Hader. Josh Hader, yeah. Josh Hader. He had that stuff where, you know, some of his racist ramblings were were thrown out there. They were from Twitter when he was, like, oh, maybe in high school? Well, or whatever, man. It's still bad. Yeah, Doesn't matter when it was he from. Said some really bad it was stuff. stuff. It was stuff he said and put out on social media, and, and people found all, it. It was all over the news, and... You know, then then when he came back and he pitched, the people in Milwaukee gave him a standing O. Like oh. he just got back from war. Yeah. And it's like, oh, 
you've overcome so much. What do you mean you've overcome so much? You made this bed, and now you have to lie in it. When Phil inevitably comes back, and he will, He'll, you're, you're going to see the same thing. It's like, he will get oh, a worship You've tour. gone through so much. So what has... Phil has been canceled. How? We're not talking about a Russian oligarch who gets all of his possessions taken away. Phil has all his money. Yeah. He can play golf wherever he chooses. He decided not to play in the PGA Championship. Yeah, they didn't kick him out. He's still able he, to go. He can go play. He can go play the Liv Tyler Tour if he wants to. He can make all of this money. So you tell me how Phil Mickelson's canceled. Sign me up for that. I've Sign me up for that canceled job. How many times have we talked about that in sports over the last probably five years or more? Where people claim that someone's getting canceled in sports, and you and I have said, please cancel me like that. Please tell me to go away like that. If Because it's usually right. Someone's getting all their money. They may not be able to do the thing they want to do, this place they want to do at the time they want to do it, but they're getting all their money, and they're always getting a bunch of people patting them on the back and telling them how great they are and continuing their careers. Yeah, you could sign me up for that. I just... I'm sure there are examples of actual cancel culture that are bad and not good, and we should sure, not do I'm that not as society. It doesn't exist. This, this is not one of them. Well, guys like Webb Simpson. St- why? Why are you sticking your nose? Because into this? because he's friends with Phil, and it's everybody else's fault. It's not that your buddy needs to look in the mirror, because then you, by association, should probably look in the mirror. Well, it's even, everybody else's fault. Even then, if you're if you're loyal to Phil Mickelson, you're you're a buddy of his. You're Webb Simpson. You like him. Whatever. What's number one? Why do you have to say anything? But number two, if you're going to say something, why don't you just say, hey, man, I don't agree with everything he says, but I know that man. He's a good dude. And I don't I don't think this is representative of him, but I'm still his friend. Like you can you can be supportive of him without going after everyone else said, ah, it's cancel culture. Like, no, it's not, dude. It's your friend is dumb and he stuck his foot in his mouth purposefully i might add because he was talking to an author of a book trying to draw up attention about what's going on with him and he said some stuff that is way out of line and a lot of people found out about it and said wow that's way out of line i don't know if i could support that guy and then you said i can good you can be his friend webb simpson you didn't have to jump into this and say it's cancel culture no you're dumb that's what it is all right we're gonna talk about the reds and nick saban says things he doesn't mean Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Crews are still on scene of a crash from earlier this morning. 70 eastbound after 142. They're trying to pull a truck out of the ditch on the right side, and that's blocking the right lane, and it's causing a slowdown. This report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them on the web for your fast and free quote today. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust.
prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Baseball from the weekend. Guardians lose two of three to the Twins. Reds did not allow a hit. Mm. And mm, yeah. lost to yeah. the Pirates. Hey, hey, why you got to bring up all that negativity there? That's not negative. This no. is a positive. <laughs> they lost? The Reds are bad. All right, they're extra bad. They're super bad. Only this could happen to the Reds. This needed to happen to the Reds. To If you're saying it was going to happen to a baseball team in 2022... I agree with you. The Reds are the perfect team for it to happen to. And, and by that, I mean for the fans. They're the worst team for that to happen to because I don't think most of the fans particularly enjoy that misery. But you're already miserable. And you you know who this should hurt the most is your dumb owners, even though I'm sure it doesn't because they just are numb to feelings. They don't care. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're out there just, you know, sloshing back drinks on opening day, yelling at the fans through the media. Where are you going to go? Like that, I'm sure where you're going to go guy doesn't care about it, but people who care about this Reds team should be frustrated that you had a rookie pitcher go out there, go eight innings, which that, but just stop right there. Rookie pitcher goes eight. That's all right. Let's just stop the and print, print the t-shirts right there. But then he got to a point where he was almost able to get a no hitter did not. But then they, yes, walked in a run and then. You end up getting the no-hitter with a run scoring, and your dumb offense can't score any runs to support this team. So, Sixth team in history to accomplish this feat. But you know what? Lean into it, though, this year. Lean into it. There's an episode of Friends where Monica gives Chandler a terrible massage. But he pretends like he likes him, but he can't anymore. It's just the worst massage. And he says to her, he says, you give the worst massages in the world. If they had a competition for the worst massage... You would win, and you'd get all the votes. The Reds are the worst team in baseball, all right? So if you're going to be the worst, be the worst. Lean into it. (laughs) So you want them to just continue? What would that, how would you even top this? Well, this is a good start. I mean, how do you top it? You can can get no hit yourself. Well, yeah. You can have somebody throw a perfect game against you. They've been no hit. I'm talking like, it's only the sixth time. Think about Every baseball game that's ever been played, Major League Baseball game, only six of them had this particular ending. There was a minor league team this weekend. I think it was the Blue Jays single-A affiliate. Their lineup struck out 24 times in a nine-inning game. 24 times Mm. in a nine-inning game. Reds, that could be you. Oh, yeah. Maybe you do that. Bring that to the majors. Hey, let's reach for the stars, (laughs) shall we? If you're going to have a year, have the worst year you can have. You know what? Why don't you have a game? There's going to be bound to be like some kind of doubleheader situation or a game where you just maybe don't you get really... no hit in back to back games. You could do that of the doubleheader. You could go out and do uh, who was it that just batted from the left side for the first time ever? Was that Anthony, Anthony Rendon. Rendon? Yeah, you could go have the Anthony Rendon game where everyone hits from the oppo taco. That, that's go, good. Go see what happens, yes. right? Just Look, stay on the other side. Baseball is full of this. It's hopeless. Hey, let's sign a little person for a day and put him in the lineup. They used to do stuff like this all the time. Why can't the Reds go out there and everybody hits from the opposite side of the plate? Put a blindfold on and then go play second or, base. Or, hey, it's old-timey bat day, and they all go to the, the plate with these huge tree trunks I like that, that weigh yeah. 62 ounces. Mm-hmm. That could be called Cooperstown Day. Just bring out bring out your old wood and then just old wood. It. You know what I mean? Yes. You bring it out, 
And then you see what happens. Maybe imagine hitting a home run with one of those. That would be quite the feat. I mean, I, I think You'd that never would never break your bat. No, you wouldn't break your bat. You might break your arm. Mm-hmm. But everybody's used to swinging this light lumber now. Bring out the big wood and see what happens. Frank Thomas used to, on the on-deck circle, swing a piece of rebar. Oh, yeah. I remember the you guys. Know, this, there, were, there were a few guys. Yeah, I don't think they do it anymore. some kind of like metal bar type now they thing. Have, right? You know, they had the donuts. Most people use yeah. the donuts. Yeah. But he used to swing this huge metal bar so that when he went up there with his regular bat, it felt so light. Mm. He could turn around on these balls, no problem. Maybe the Reds do the opposite. Where they just go an entire game swinging the rebar at the plate. Oh, I see. God, that feels like that would hurt too. Feels like that wouldn't that wouldn't handle the absorption of the speed of the baseball no, the right way. No, but you're right. Lean into this. Lean be into bad. It, it and also then, and then in the off season you obviously hold your owners accountable. Yes, and then we then we try to fix this problem. Uh, by like demanding that they go out and get better players. Well, you hold them accountable now too. You, you yeah. show up with your signs and the bags on oh, your head. Oh, sure. Or Do don't show all up. of that. Or don't show don't up. Don't show if that's up at your all. Choice. That's right, fine. Whatever. But either way, you're right. It, it needs to be vocal. I also want to point this out because we mentioned Hunter Green. You know, pitching a pretty good game. Uh, I feel bad for Art Warren, who was the other guy who helped finish off what would have been a no hitter if again because the Pirates were the home team. They didn't need to bat in the ninth inning because they had the lead. Right. It was so eight innings. This does not actually count. Yeah, I guess Hunter Green went seven and what was that? Seven and a third or whatever he ended up doing. But the point is, they didn't even get to count this as an actual no hitter. See, here's what I don't understand. About and that. they, of course, don't have a win out of it because they lost the game. The inconsistency of it. If you have a situation where, you know, pitcher goes eight innings, but team doesn't bat in the ninth you're not out there to pitch right right you don't have to come out and pitch i guess there wouldn't be one right well, there wouldn't there be, wouldn't be you know a scenario what, like that that's here's a scenario where it actually is applicable because what i first said made no sense if there is a rain shortened game let's say the game goes seven innings you pitch all seven innings that's a complete game oh it is that goes down on the books as okay. a complete game well, so uh, if you pitch all your allotted innings and you don't give up any hits that should be a no-hitter. I I was looking up how many pitches Hunter Green threw in this game because when I saw that he... 118. Yeah. that Again, print the t-shirts for that. Like, let's take small victories. You had a... It's the most in the major yeah. leagues this yes. year, right, Teddy? Yes, that, that was the may most. show up later in uh, in my yikes. Oh, okay, fine. Sorry to ruin I mean, it. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> All I'm, tell- I'm just pointing out, like, that that is that is also a thing from this that is stunning that we are at this point in the season and that's happened. But I, I just want to congratulate Hunter Green and Art Warren for adding to, trying to add a positive thing to this red season, which has been mostly negative. It is a positive thing. I think this whole thing has been positive. <laughs> uh, Nick Saban was on uh, Paul Feinbaum's show. Paul Feinbaum, listen to me! This is Friday, and here's what he said. One of the things I'd like to see us be able to work back is to, everything in college football has always had parity. Same scholarships, same academic support, health care, whatever it is. I don't think we have that balance right now, which could affect the parity of college football and athletics as a whole. Now, before we dig into that ridiculous statement, well, damn Todd. Lane Kiffin, not my guy, no. but I appreciate the fact that he's an instigator. Good old Joseph Freshwater. Stepping That's into, right. He's uh, stepping into this. He tweeted out, Paul, Paul, 
Did you tell the goat what that word means? Mm. Parity equals the state or condition of being equal, especially regarding status or pay. Let's dive into parity. Uh, parity has never existed in college athletics, ever. No. So I don't know what the hell Nick Saban's talking about. Nick Saban has generated such a powerhouse that parity cannot exist. It didn't exist before. And it certainly doesn't exist now. But if you really wanted to try and achieve some sort of parity, and I know it's impossible for every single school, but let's say for the power fives at least, you want to try and achieve parity. How about everybody's making the same amount of money, coaches included? Would you sign up for that? Yeah. Coaches included, assistants included, staffs are the same size. Let's put caps too on the amount of the, the quality of recruits. That you can get in. What is it? Major League Soccer, each team can have three designated players. Is that's that what right. it is? Yeah, that's all the, right. That's now they can get any three in the world. They all get right, the that's three fine. best players in the world. How but about that's it. for college football? You cannot have more than three five stars in every class. Are you well, that's again, that's not necessarily what you or I think is best for college no, football, but, but if Nick you're Saban out there wants saying to talk you about want parody, right? Yeah. He wants to talk about parody. It shouldn't be about who's hitting the pavement harder, or who's giving the sales pitch, the better sales pitch on somebody's couch. If you truly want parity in college football, there's a way to achieve it. There's not a damn coach in the Power Five that would probably vote for it. I take it back. Oh, there there's are not, some. There's not a coach competing right now. Yes, to win a national championship or that level. vote for something like that? You know, the other thing that's like hypocritical about that with Nick Saban is, let's say they did come in with a rule that said, hey, you can only have three five stars per class. Maximum. Can't sign more than that. And oh, by the way, only uh, no more than nine four stars. Yeah, there's a certain amount like, of four stars. We're going to limit that. Class sizes are limited. All that stuff. Nick Saban can say he wants parity, but I I bet you dollars to donuts he would be one of the guys who would be through back channels working to find ways to get someone to pay off twenty four seven or anybody else who works in the sports media that ranks these guys to say like, hey, I want this dude, and we have three four stars. Or three five-stars? Please make him a four-star. Huh. Arch Manning is a three-star recruit. <laughs> How did that he happen? Couldn't, he couldn't be obvious, but I'm saying, you know that's what... Like, anything you put in front of guys like Nick Saban, they find ways to get around it. Of and course. That's why it's bizarre that he's the one out there saying, I, man, I'm all about parody. Man, darn it, now I want parody. That's the thing. Like, he's, he's a rule-breaker himself. You, you brought up the, the... What does he call them? Analysts? Oh, yeah, they Where have all kinds of analysts Well, they're assistant there. coaches, but they're not technically assistant coaches because he can't have that many on his staff. How many dis- like uh, embarrassed NFL coaches have we seen who were head coaches in the NFL? That are interns at Alabama? The next year, like, getting coffee for Nick Saban? You really think that's what they're doing? No! They're going down there to hang out with Nick Saban. He's bouncing whatever he wants to off of them. They're hanging out in an office. They're not interns. They're not special assistants. They're basically assistant coaches who don't have the title, and they can't be out on the field. But he is bouncing everything he wants to off those guys and helping them rehab their their reputations so they can get back to head coaches college, defensive offensive coordinator in the NFL. That's what the gig is. He's one of the ones who pioneered that. Is Drew Brees getting ready to play football again? We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
On the north side, look out for some slow traffic on 270 eastbound between 315 and 71. Slow traffic as well on southbound 71 as you approach the downtown split. Eastbound 70 slow as well as you approach the downtown split. This report is paid for by NHTSA. No one close to you should have to endure the dreaded knock on the door from a police officer who must tell you that your loved one that was killed from not wearing their seatbelt. So please, don't risk it. And remember, click it or ticket, paid for by the NHTSA. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Dumb. Very dumb. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Jason's Beef is coming up at 534 with our guy Jason Stark. Drew Brees, there was a report over the weekend by uh, Andrew Marchand from the New York Post, who said that Drew Brees is out after one year at NBC. Mm. That was a little surprising to see. Here's what Drew Brees tweeted out. Despite speculation from the media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. Um, I assume the part about playing football again was in jest. Well, that's what I was wondering. When I first saw this, I thought, he's not seriously... He's trying to basically stir up the people who think they know what's going on with his life, right? Where someone has said, hey, he's out at NBC after a year... He's trying to more or less say, I could be doing anything. You don't know me. Get my name out of your mouth. Could I be playing football? Who knows? Like, I think that's that's the way I took it initially when reading that. That, That's the way I took it, too. He's just trying to say, I could do literally anything. You don't know what I'm doing. And he's really thinking about playing the football. Oh. Playing the football. Oh. I don't know why I said it no, like no, that. No, no, no. He was playing the football. He wasn't actually playing football that last couple of years. Right. He, he, he would embarrass himself. And you may go back and look at his last season and say, well, his numbers were pretty good and they won a lot of games. No. Hmm. Drew Brees could not throw the ball longer than 10 yards. His, his arm was a noodle two years ago. If he it, decides to play football, what the hell is he going to do? Just lateral every single play? It would be stunning if he was able to get back on the field and be effective in no any way. meaningful way. No way. Not because he wasn't immensely talented, but just, you're right. You'd have to see a reversal of what we saw in the physical decline from him over his last few years in the league. There's That would be shocking. It's not necessarily impossible. It would be shocking, and I don't think anybody expects that. I am quite sure that Drew Brees, who is 43 years old, looks at what Tom Brady's able to do, and he says, man, I wish I could do that. But the reality is Tom Brady is a physical freak. It is unheard of for a player of his age, especially to switch franchises and have success. It's unheard of. So I think a lot of older guys look and say, well, if Tommy can do it, I can do it. No, you can't. Drew Brees, you cannot play football anymore. Right. I I don't think 
Is that unfair, though, to point out that Tom Brady, when we, I mean, it's it sounds weird to even say physical freak, but there are just some people in life who are better at doing things, not because of anything necessarily they've done. Like, Tom Brady's worked as hard as anyone, but you think Drew Brees didn't work equally as hard? Sure he did. It's just that Tom, to do with Tom Brady's, hard. I'm saying Tom Brady's body has held out and held up longer than Drew Brees' has. No one Ryan's throwing gas at 44. I mean, some guys just can't do that. Yeah, no physically. No one Ryan had like no fall off in his arm, pretty much, until it exploded, and then that was, and then he, and then he retired. Like, but he was able to play for many, many years, throwing as hard as anyone in the history of baseball. It doesn't make sense. Does that mean no one Ryan wanted it more than someone else, or worked harder than someone? Not necessarily. It just means no one Ryan was kissed with the arm that held together, right? And all these guys who have worked hard to play football for as many years as they can, they've taken care of their bodies, they've eaten right, they've trained hard, they've they've watched as much film. Drew Brees has done all that stuff. I mean, remember, the reason that he ended up partially where he did in New Orleans was because he had a shoulder issue, right? He yeah. had that shoulder surgery. That led to a bunch of things. He ended up leaving out of San Diego. That's That's why he ended up where he was, so... It's not totally shocking that his arm maybe isn't as strong as a guy like Tom Brady, who, to my recollection, has not had that issue. He did have a knee issue, but that's different than having your arm explode. So, yeah, I don't think that's totally unfair to think Drew Brees, if he came back, wouldn't be a very effective quarterback. I mean, who knows what he's going to do? Quite frankly, I didn't think he was that good at the job. And that's what I say every single time one of these quarterbacks retires. It's instantly, well, you could be a broadcaster. Well, you could. Does that mean people want to watch you? Did Drew Brees move the meter at all last year? I heard from several Notre Dame fans that said, thank God, don't do my games anymore. Yeah. They didn't want to see him. Could it be this, too, that perhaps Drew Brees is being offered to come back and they want him back, but maybe he has seen enough of the criticism to be self-aware enough to say, I need to step back and think if I really want to do this because I don't need the money. Do I want the headache? Like, just the headache in general of having to go do a thing like that. But also, do I want the headache of, if I screw something up, does it take away from the game when all I'm trying to do is help enhance the game? You know, I'm not saying everybody's self-aware to make that decision or to see that as clearly as maybe we could looking in on his situation. But maybe that's part of what's giving him pause now is he's seeing the comments and saying, yeah, I don't know if I'm really wanting to go down this road again and just keep dealing with criticism. I think... From everything I've read is that, you know, he did the studio gig for the NFL, but really he wanted to be in the booth. So he was sort of biding his time until Collinsworth went away and then he would be that guy. Yeah. But maybe he read the tea leaves at NBC and he said, well, they're not they're not sending Collinsworth away. They like him. So if I want to get in the booth someplace, I got to get out of NBC and I got to go to Fox or something. Yeah, because I don't want to do studio work. You're right. It could also be that, that he's just looking for an exit strategy out of NBC to then wait a year or two and make another move. That's that's also possible. But, but you're right. Maybe he looked at his bank account and says, what am I doing this for? Right. I, I, I'm set. Again, you and I and most everybody else would like the work week that Drew Brees has when it comes to that. You watch some film. You fly out to a really nice place. They put you in a great hotel. You eat great dinners. You meet all the coaches and players. And then you go talk about the game for three hours. You fly home and that's that. But for a guy who doesn't need that, it's still an obligation. So I wonder if he wants the obligation. The PGA Championship wants your beer money. 
Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. On the north side, look out for slow traffic eastbound 270 between 315 and 71. North and southbound 71 is slow between East Broad and 5th Avenue, and you have slow traffic westbound 670 as you cross over 71. This report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I took a walk this weekend. Oh, where'd you go? Uh, past my old junior high. I haven't oh. been there in forever. They've remodeled the entire building, but there were elements of the building that were the same. Like the front entrance by the gym was the same, so I walked over there and checked it out. There was like an event inside the gym, and I was you know, hanging, hanging around outside like a creeper. And one of the middle school girls came out hmm. and looked at me and said, oh, are you waiting for somebody? I said, no, I... I used to go to school here a long time ago, and I was just passing by and checking it out. And she said, oh, when did you go to school here? And I heard it come out of my mouth, but until, <laughs> until I said it, uh-huh. it never really dawned on me until I said the words 30 years ago. 30 years ago, yeah. And she looked at me like I had three heads yes. and said, okay, well, have a good day, and then walked off. But it, I didn't... Obviously, I knew... But until you say those words out loud, oh, how long has it been? 30 years. Yeah. I wanted to crawl into my own grave. I had that realization at some point. I want to say I was more than 10 years out of high school, but I had it still in my head that like, no, I understand what like people who are high school, early college, I still know what's cool. I'm not that far removed. So it was, yeah, probably around the time I hit 30 where I was you know, clearly had realized I was more than 10 years out of high school. And I said something about like, oh, you know, not not too far removed from that age where we were all doing this in high school and that in high school. And my buddy looked at me and was like, dude, that was that was 12 years ago. That's that's a long time. And I said, yeah, you're right. That wow. That is a long time. That was the first moment I ever had of, oh, gosh, I'm starting to get old. And it just continues from there. I remember when my uh my grandfather was still alive and was towards the end of his life. And he would, you know, he never really said anything about the war for a long time. But in his last few years, he started talking about it. Hmm. And I think it was because he didn't realize what year it was. Well, I, I know he didn't because sure, of yeah, what yeah. he said, where he was talking about the war. And, you know, he finished his thought by saying, ah, oh, well, that was 40 years ago. And I said to him, I said, no, that was uh, 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And he looked at me and said, Jesus Christ, how old am I? <laughs> Just with that innocent look on his yeah. face. It's like, wow, I hate to tell you, but you're older than you think you are. I have that feeling every morning now. It's like, what What year is it? Like Jumanji, Robin Williams coming out of the board. Like, I just, I feel like I didn't, I didn't know I got this old, but every day I look in the mirror and go, yeah, I did. I well, got this old. Here's what I've noticed about myself too. And it's not just a fat thing because I've been fat a, a lot of times in my life. When I get up, anything, chair, car, seat. Yeah, right. You know, get out of the car. It's all the time with an audible, uh oh. Yep, that's getting old. That's now what I've become that guy. Mm-hmm. I do a lot more uh, grunting where like, I'll be walking and then I'll move my arm a certain way and I'll go, mm. like I'll just, because I'll feel something, something has tweaked or something tweaked. And it's not even that I like, I'm going to go to the doctor for that. It's just, oh yeah, that's one of those things that just started hurting now because we're good. We're not that old. I mean, we're in our, no, it's, we're entering our 40s. That's still. Oh, I, I, I'm in the 40s. No, you, you, you're, you're a couple entering, years. You're a couple years in. I'm entering this year. We're of a different generation. I know. I've as you, you like that. to remind me. But still, either way, much older than yes, the time you went to middle school. So Teddy's 50. That's right. No, I'm not. Not yet. When, when it? When is 50? That's later this year. I was going to say. Okay. Well, you said that like, oh, that's 10 years down the road. <laughs> you are going to be 50. It's well, all right. Hopefully, we all, all of us, will be 50. That's right. One we don't day. we don't want to make it to a point where only two of us out of the three make it to 50. Well, one of us is there. about to, uh, another one of our friends is about to turn 50. Mm-hmm. He invited me to his 50th birthday party, party that too. I can't even say the word. Mm-hmm. Torg. Yeah. Torg is going to be 50. And I said, happy birthday. You know I'm not coming to your you're party. Not, you're not going. But I sent him some adult diapers. Oh, that's a, nice that's a very nice thing. Yeah, that's that's the appropriate gift. And he could use them, because you know how he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> he eats food, and then instantly, <laughs> it passes through his system. Yes. He has no sphincter muscle, and he has to go to the toilet instantly. He can't hold anything in. I remember having lunch with the two of you the first time we ever met when I was interviewing to work here, and they insisted I go to lunch with the, the big afternoon show because I was going to work with you guys. And I said, okay, that's great. We went out to eat, and we're talking, and everything seemed to be going okay on my end. I thought everything, these guys don't seem to be, like, standoffish. And then out of nowhere, Torg just stood up. All right, dude, I got to go, dude. They didn't even say that. Just middle of a sentence, he just stood up. I was like, ah, that's great. Stood up and left, and I said, oh, what did I say? And you were like, yeah, whatever. And you just kept talking, and it was fine. And then he came back a few minutes later, and I thought, oh, man, this guy must hate me. And maybe he did, but that was not why he left. He left because he just would do that. He just had to go. He has to poo instantly after he eats. Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, that was the first time I experienced that, but not the last. Not after he eats. During he eats. No, like he eats. <laughs> he eats. Yeah, in the middle of the meal, it's just like, well, it hit now. Got to go. Got to clear out some room. The PGA Championship wants your beer money, so I think it's it's Augusta, right? That keeps all the prices low. Yes, they do for the Masters. They have really cheap. I want to say beer is like four or five bucks, which. In the world of professional sports, it's fairly cheap. But you can get the pimento cheese and egg salad sandwiches that are like a buck seventy-five or two dollars. Right. Everything there is under five dollars per item. The goal is to kind of keep it at a a pause in the rising cost of everything. All right. Well, that is not the case at the PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this week. Mm-hmm. I saw a sign from one of the concessions. 
if you would like a Michelob Ultra standard size here. All right. Okay. So are we talking, we're talking those cans, right? Like the slim cans they typically do. Slim cans. Yes. They're not talking a bottle there. No. Michelob Ultra, $18. Oh. Inflation's real. Oh. It ain't that real. It ain't that, man. 18. If you want a Stella. Yeah. A bottle, a bottle of beer. That's 19 bucks for a Stella. What are we talking about? If you want a Michelob Ultra organic seltzer. Okay. A seltzer. It's just water with a with brush air. of flavor and yeah. some alcohol possibly in there. $19 for that. Good God. $19. I know that we could, like, I know all of us have done this at a ballpark, right? Where you see the beer you're buying is $12 or $11 or $9, whatever they're charging for your beer at the particular place you are. And you think, gosh, if I was at home, I could have a six pack of this for six, or seven bucks. And that's that's true, but you're at the ballpark or you're at the stadium or wherever, and that's why they charge a little bit more. This one is going to be, I mean, that's that's borderline insane. $20 now, basically for a can of beer. I'm aware this is a major, and people travel from all over the country and the world to go to this thing, but would I be out of line, Teddy, by saying that 75% of the people going to this are going to be from Oklahoma? They're going to be from Tulsa? I would think so. Yeah. Okay. I would think at any do, do any tournament like that, it's probably the case. Tulsa person has ever seen a $19 beer before? I can understand if this is like Carmel in San Francisco area on the Bay, where you get a shack that costs $2 million. Right. But yeah. $19 for a beer in Tulsa, Oklahoma? What the hell are we doing? You know, here's the other thing, too. I'm going to sadly say there's probably a decent percentage of people who will not look at that and do the thing that a normal human would do and go, that's outrageous. That's stupid. I'm not buying that. There are going to be a lot of people who are like, well, I don't want to seem cheap, so I'm going to buy 10 of these. I'm going to buy a round or whatever. I'm going to buy for all the people. Like, There's going to be people who view that as, yeah, looks like I'm doing pretty well for myself. Like I, I'm right. here. I got to spend the money because I don't want to look like I'm scared to spend the money. There are going to be people who are just going to buy it because they want to fit in because they want to show like yes i'm not afraid of these prices it'll be a badge of honor for some and i would just tell you you don't have to do that just just don't buy the beer or buy one and enjoy it and then just nurse it all day that sucks though man 20 dollars for a beer get out of here lions coach dan campbell likes the fact that his team doesn't have any prime time games i've seen a couple of those stories this weekend why are the Lions on prime time? What are we doing? Charity why cases here? Why aren't they? Yeah, why aren't they on prime time? That's disrespectful. They should put Lions on prime time. Shut your mouth or we'll yank that Thanksgiving game right away from you. All right? Yeah, I mean, you do get a pretty good Shut up. deal with that every We've allowed year. it to happen because it's your thing. It's your tradition. Even though you've given us crappy football, we have to watch games that don't mean anything. I have said every single year, keep that game in Detroit. It's all these people have. But if you're going to start bitching and moaning how you don't get an Amazon game on Thursday night or Monday night football or, God forbid, Sunday night football, shut up. You're not relevant. Dan Campbell, though, said, I don't want any of that. Here's his quote. It's awesome. You <laughs> knock them out. You go home. You get ready for the next opponent. You're not waiting all day in the hotel all night. Then you go up and you're on a short week, it feels like. So he says, I want all my games at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And then I'm going to get ready for the next game. I'm not going to worry about all this BS and talking to Mike Tarico on the broadcast. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not wrong in some degree that it's probably easier to have your 1 o'clock game. There's a routine. There's a cadence that everyone's used to. That's probably best all the way around. 
There is another part of that, though, that it feels like Dan Campbell, if you told him he had a nine-hour road trip ahead of him in a car, and then an hour into it, the car had two flat tires, he'd be like, awesome, I get to use my survival skills, I got to figure out a problem, we're going to make this work. Like He just seems like someone who, no matter what you throw at him, he's going to try to put a positive yes. spin and, on and it. And you can say that's uh, that's endearing, well, and maybe it is the first couple times you hear it, then it just becomes annoying. Right. I don't I don't know if it's awesome to have no primetime games. It might be like, well, we can there's advantages to that. I maybe that's the way you go with it as opposed to it's awesome. I love it. Well, you probably don't love it. NFL broadcasting vice president Mike North. That can't be the Mike North. You got him all hot. I it's hope it's it is. not Mike I North. Hope it is. It's not that Mike North. You got him all hot. Uh, indicated the Lions' lack of recent success was the main factor behind their TV snub. Again, it's not a snub. It's just we're not going to give everybody a bunch of primetime games because what would we all do if they did? What if they put the Lions on four times in primetime? Wouldn't there be a lot of people saying, oh, why are they putting the Lions in this game? Yeah, the same way I say it when they put the Giants in primetime all the time. Why do I have to watch this game again? Uh, Here's what Mike North had to say. We always talk about playing your way into primetime. You don't draft your way into primetime. You don't trade your way into primetime. You play your way into primetime. Okay. okay, that's Yeah, you do, unless you're in certain conferences or divisions in the conference where you have a bunch of eyeballs, right? If you're the Giants, you get a bunch of prime. Not maybe this year. I don't remember. Did the Giants get a bunch of primetime games I'm or sure, am I wrong? I'm sure they're on there. I guess we have to double check. They're also the number one media market and... I'm quite sure they're not putting the Giants and the Jags in prime time. They're putting the Giants and the Cowboys in prime time. Right, of course. Yeah. I think that's if if there are arguments from the Lions fans that I will understand, it's saying don't we have a game against someone that you think is worthy? No. To throw us on there if you're going to throw these other teams in there, but sure, no. I understand what you're saying. The PGA champion, I already did that one. Good uh-huh. job. Uh, Jerry Jones talks about selling the Cowboys. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Look out for a crash blocking the left lane southbound 71 at East Broad Street. It's causing back, uh, backed up traffic from Cleveland Avenue. Elsewhere, you have slow traffic northbound 71 between 670 and Cleveland Avenue. And you have slow traffic southbound 315 between 670 and 70. This report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile with comedy, sci-fi thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at audible.com. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I like how Ashley needs to tell you she's the boss. She's the chief. Meteorologist. I know she is. But I wonder if, like, she meets somebody at a party, let's say. 
or if she's introduced to somebody, they say, oh, what do you do? Do you think she says, I'm a meteorologist? Or do you think she says, I'm the chief meteorologist? Well, you know, I'll say this. I don't know what you know has gone on for Ashley Barrissey in her life, but I wonder if there's ever been a point in her life when someone said, oh, you're like a weather girl, and she probably oh, like, yeah, I'd right. lose my mind if I'd done all the work she's probably done to get to where she is as the chief meteorologist of a, of a TV station, and then someone's like, oh, yeah, how's it going, weather girl? Like My family was kind of like my that. Mind. When I started working in radio, I'd been working in radio professionally for years, but anytime I would talk to like one of my great aunts when they were still alive, they would ask me questions like, how's your internship going? Mm-hmm. It's going right. good. I pay a mortgage with my internship money. Yeah, right. The idea of like, how's that? Or when is that going to be done for you? Well, because it's not, it's not a real job to most people. And and there's a there's a good reason why people feel that way. I get that, but yeah, when your family is like, yeah, so how's that going? Is that all done now? And you're like, mm, it's my career. It's a little frustrating. I agree with you. I would like to, uh, you know, I see Ashley sometimes here. You think it would be patronizing if I just started calling her chief? What do you think she would well, take it I, as a I compliment? Mean, I don't know if. I mean, it depends on how you said it, right? If you were like, hey, I just wanted to say. I really appreciate all you do for the station, and I acknowledge that you are great as a That's as a, a longer conversation I'm not willing to have. Can I just, just call her chief? You've never talked to her, and you walk up to her and like, what's up, chief? Like, How I you don't, doing, chief? Good to see you. Yeah, I that, call Jeff Booth, piece of crap. <laughs> what's going on, piece so of crap? So does she, by the way. That's, also, that's different. That's, that's just what everyone by calls. By the way, if she doesn't want people calling her chief, then she should stop wearing that fake sheriff's badge around here. <laughs> Just pointing to her badge. It says Chief Meteorologist. I'm I'm Mr. Manager, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think she does that, and I don't think she, she spits would spits in Jeff Booth's face. Oh, Excuse Booth me, can great. I have a day off next week? Shut up! Look at the badge. I'm the chief. I don't think that's what she's gonna do. I think she's. I think that's just her title, and I think that's probably what you're supposed to say, right? Like, I just want to respect it. That's all. That's, you know, because I I don't want her to spit in my face. See, there was a guy I used to work with at a different radio station because. When they would send out different emails or if there was a, a thing you had to fill out sometimes in our in our work, our HR system, whatever, there are different categories for what you do, right? There were producers, there were like people who did maintenance stuff, there were people who did other things at this radio station, but then the category for all the on-air people wasn't called on-air, it was called talent. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Eric, I used to work with, whenever he would send out an email where he needed like a, a host to come in and do something for him, record something for him. He was a producer. He would say, is any talent available? And he would always, always put talent in air quotes or mm-hmm. in actual quotes. Like, would any talent like to come down? And I, 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 I understand. It's just that's what they called us there was the talent. So that's what it was. And she's the chief. She's chief meteorologist. Well, I, it's again, just a title. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But our guy, Jason Stark, who will join us at 534. He's not just a writer. He's a senior writer. He is a senior writer. That's right. Yeah, he's a senior writer. So he's earned that title. And I want to make sure that I respect it. So if Ashley's the chief, I want to call her chief. I think, see, this is different, too, because Jason, Ashley, they're putting... The title is the title. That's just what you're called, right? If you're the chief meteorologist, that's what it is. If you're a senior writer, that's what it is. But Jason does not put in there, like, senior... Hall of Fame enshrined he writer. Is. He is a Hall of Famer. He is, but that's not part of his job title. Senior is. Okay. 
Ashley may have some weather awards I don't know about. Weather she may, awards. I don't know, you which, know what they call those. What do they call those? The twisties. <laughs> the twisties? Twisters. Named after, yeah, well, I was going to say after the movie? Yeah, the twisties. Ah, gotcha. Well, whatever. She's She's got, uh, maybe she's got awards. She doesn't necessarily put those in that title. She is the chief meteorologist. I think that's fine. Okay. I think that makes sense. I think she's got a shelf with I'm, all her awards I'm at home. I'm saying if she was like seven-time Emmy award-winning weather journalist slash meteorologist and chief meteorologist, like that would be a little much for a quick weather update. But if she was just like chief meteorologist, like she says, that's that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Jones, he is the chief. He owns the Dallas Cowboys. I want me some glory, ho. Right. He was talking to Peter King. Football morning in America. He was asked, hey, how much would the Cowboys fetch on the open market if they were for sale? I want to say the estimations were $5 billion. Okay. A, yeah, no, va- that's not, that can't be right because the, the Broncos are going to sell for $5 the billion. The valuation from Forbes or wherever it is. Right, let's say $7 billion. Sure. All right. Jerry Jones says more than 10 But he said, let me make this very clear. I'll say this definitively. I will never do it. I will never sell the Cowboys ever. I believe him. I don't think he ever will sell the Cowboys. But you know what you will do someday, Jerry? Die. You're 80, man. (laughs) All right. I know all these guys think they're going to live forever. And maybe he's had talks with his son in between, you know, driving him to the prostitute and cleaning his glasses saying, hey, I don't want you ever selling this team, Glory Hole. I want me some Glory Hole. And the kid says, yeah, daddy, I'm never going to sell the team. I'm going to respect you. And as soon as daddy's in the ground and somebody waves $11 billion in his face, maybe he thinks differently. Right, that that very well could be the case. You know what's also interesting about a lot of these ownership groups and why when you see someone pass who owns the team and then the family almost immediately sells, the estate tax that exists is real. And as much as like rich billionaires like to move their money around so they don't have to pay a whole bunch of income taxes and other things like that, uh, the families do end up paying this estate tax pretty usually there's not a lot of ways around that which fine by me but the reality is there there are a lot of these teams and these families that are owned by teams or teams that are owned by families where they say uh if dad's fixing to kick it at some point we need to have a plan because it's somewhere i think near 35 or 40 percent of what you're inheriting mike what would a 40 percent of a i don't know billion dollars be that'd be 400 million dollars which is some of these families are very wealthy and could afford to pay 400 million dollars but most of them would rather that be like spread out over time Mm -hmm. one thing that would help with that is if you sold the team worth a billion dollars for a billion dollars and got back the billion dollars then you could pay the estate tax a little easier so there's that concern too when you're worth upwards of 10 billion Yes, the Cowboy family, they're extraordinarily rich. You know, the Jones family that owns all that. But if and when he passes, the family's going to inherit the team that might be sending you a tax bill for $4 billion. So they have to figure out how to handle that. And maybe an, an option would be to sell it. When uh, when Bob Castellini passes away, you think Phil's keeping that team? No. No, I don't think so either. No. Like I said, and that might be because of a variety of reasons, but one of them is because he doesn't want to put up with the headaches of putting his foot in his mouth every five seconds. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. A crash blocks the left lane southbound 71 at East Broad. It's causing a backup from Cleveland Avenue. Northbound 71 is stop and go between 670 and Cleveland Avenue as well. And you have slow traffic on eastbound 70 between James Road and Bryce Road. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has your workspace covered with furniture and organizational items curated by Staples Work From Home Style Squad. Now get 25% off storage and filing products, chair mats, decor, and lighting with the purchase of a desk or office chair. In-store only. Offer ends May 28th. Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The only thing scarier than Bones and allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yay, is coming up in mere moments. Jason's Beef with Jason Starr. At 5.34, I gave him homework last week. I asked him to uh, tell us what happens to the Oakland A's. Oh, Whether yeah. they stay in Oakland or they go to Vegas. He says he's done his homework, he's prepared. Good. And I'm going to give him more homework for next week. It's just going to be Jason's homework now? Yeah. Is that what we're going to do instead of this Jason's Beef segment? We're just going to give him more things to work on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready for yikes? Yeah. The Reds threw a combined no-hitter yesterday and lost to the Pirates. That in itself is a yikes, but it's not the yikes. Hunter Green was very good, but he wasn't able to clean up his own mess in the eighth inning because he had thrown 118 pitches. I'm not here to say he should have stayed in the game because by his own admission, he was running out of gas. But if you want an indication of where the state of pitching lives, Hunter Green's 118 pitches are the most by any pitcher so far this season in Major League Baseball. Yikes. I went back and looked at the box scores from opening day 2002. 20 years ago, I clicked on a random game. Randy Johnson threw 130 pitches, and it was opening day. It'd be one thing if the game was flowing and all these protective measures were keeping arms healthy, but we know both of those things are not happening. So yikes. Yeah. Uh, my first yikes is going to go to James Harden, who was terrible for the Sixers in the NBA playoffs. Hard to know what's going to happen next for him. However, this summer, he is eligible for a max contract. Here's a breakdown of the max contract he could sign this summer. I'm not saying he will. These are the figures that would be attached to such a deal. This season, if he signs a max deal, he would make $47.4 million. Next year, it would be $49.7 million. 24-25 season, it would be $53 million. 25-26 season, it would be $57 million. And in year 2026, James Harden could begin his age 37 season, making $61.7 million. You cannot sign this man to a max contract. Yikes! 
The Toronto Maple Leafs lost their first-round matchup against Tampa in seven games. The Maple Leafs are the first team in MLB, NBA, or NHL history to lose a winner-take-all game in the opening round of the playoffs for five years in a row. Yikes. The Mets, T-Bone's team, just Mm. lost their first series of the season over the weekend to the Mariners. Accomplishing that feat in mid-May is nice. But even though 23-13 and 13 is a nice way to start the season, it's not the best record in baseball and certainly not the best start ever. But common man, what is the best start ever? Thank you for asking. The Mets have played 36 games, so I don't really have a nice round number to work with. So let's do the best start through 40 games for this. That would be the 1984 Detroit Tigers. They started the season 35-5. and five. They were in first place every day of that season. Oh, and yeah, they went to win the World Series. Let them live. Yikes. Uh, I am going to talk about a thing that happened in the city of Miami. February 2nd, They, the city of Miami cashed out some cryptocurrency they had helped produce called Miami Coin for the first time. They deposited $5.25 million into the city coffers. They partnered up with a crypto group to make this happen. The mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, hailed it as a historic moment and predicted the cur- the cryptocurrency could one day even replace municipal taxes as the government's primary source of funding. You may be able to tell where this is going. Over the last nine months since uh, some of this occurred, however, Miami Coin has lost nearly all of its value, falling about 95% from its September peak to just cents as of this week. I hope that's not a thing you had, but if you did, yikes. Wow. All right. F1 Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc had the opportunity to drive the iconic car that three-time champion Nicky Lotta used in the 1974 Monaco Grand Prix. Leclerc was participating in a demonstration run around the historic Monaco track when he lost the rear of the car, spun, and he crashed it. Yikes. The team later announced that there was an issue with the brakes, which led to the accident. Nothing like crashing a million-dollar classic car. Yikes. Probably more than a million dollars, oh. that car, right? Yeah, probably was, multi-millions yeah. of dollars. It's a, yes. it's, it's got a heritage. It's driven by a famous driver. Yeah, it's that's crazy. An early human species nicknamed the Hobbit thought to have gone extinct thousands of years ago, may still be alive today, an expert has controversially claimed. Homo florensis dubbed the Hobbit because it stood at around three foot six inches. It's thought to have lived on the island of Flores, which is now part of Indonesia, between 60,000 and 700,000 years ago. Gregory Forth, who worked at Alberta University before retiring, argues that sightings of an ape-man on Flores might be proof the ancient human ancestors still exist. Now, every other expert has called this guy stupid, saying Flores Island is the size of Connecticut and has two million people living on it. If Hobbit Man exists, we probably have more proof than dumb stories. But regardless, if you come across a Hobbit Man, yikes. Uh, the Indy 500 is coming up in a few weeks. I just saw they announced on uh, social media that they have... An, expect- an expectation of 300,000 plus people attending this year's Indy 500. Ticket sales are up from the last few years, given there was a pandemic. That's not a surprise. But they're getting close to the pace of the 100th running of the Indy 500, which is the last time I went back in 2016. Uh, here's the problem. I didn't buy parking when I bought my tickets. 
because I'm going. And I just looked to see about buying parking and bad news, it's sold out. So what are you going to do? I don't know, but I hope I don't have to walk 500 miles to actually watch the 500 miles of the Indy 500. Proclaimers? We'll find out. Yikes. Is it 500 miles or 5,000 miles? I would walk 500 miles. And What's I would the walk song? 500 Is it 500 more. or 5,000? It's 500. Okay. Yeah. Just to be the man who walked 1,000 miles to end up fall down at your door, right? Right. You're right. Oh, sorry, Ted. Good job. Sing it. All right. NASCAR driver Eric Jones had quite the wheel nut saga during yesterday's race at Kansas. During a pit stop, his crew could not get the tire off the right rear wheel of his car, no matter what they tried. They used hammers, drills, breaker bar, and multiple saws. They finally had success with one of the saws by cutting the rim off. The tire was stuck on the car for 10 minutes before they were able to get it off, which led to him losing seven laps. Yikes. I saw a video of this, and it was... I mean, I've never seen something that intense at a NASCAR race, or rarely have I seen that where, I mean, these wheels have to be this just in pretty strong because, you know, the cars are going like 180 miles an hour. They can't just be like flimsy metal. So if you're going to try to cut through one of them, I presume the saw you bring is not like a regular old chainsaw you get at the hardware store. Like it's a, it's some kind of thing they had to bring out there to cut that. What? I was just thinking about the song. It's a good song. How did you not know the chorus? I, I forgot it was if it was five hundred or five thousand. Yeah. I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. I'm a big fan of songs where the singer has a noticeable accent. Don't shy away from it. Lean into it. This uh, the album this was on is called Sunshine on Leaf. Oh, I have it. Do you enjoy I'll, the whole I'll album? Burn you a copy if you like. Oh, burn me. I have. I mean, well, you know, I'm living. In the, have, I'm living in the past. I'd say I have Spotify. I can just go listen to it. Is Spotify going to yell at us for playing I this? I don't know. I was wondering. Then again, I sang it, so maybe that would be the thing. Just singing What's, it alone might have done what it. What movie was this in? This was in a movie too. Uh, was it Benny and June? Is that the See, movie? I was thinking it was like a Mike Myers movie. Am I wrong? I Maybe probably it's am. been in multiple movies. Yeah, that could be. There's a particular movie I'm thinking of. I don't know. I want to say Johnny Depp is in it. Teddy? Oh. You are correct. It was Benny and Benny June. Benny and June. Wow, I've, I've seen that Johnny movie. Depp took a crap in Amber Heard's bed. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what happened. I don't yeah, think that was the premise was of the it. movie. I think you're wrong. I think you've messed that up. All uh, right. One of the all-time great names has chosen a college destination. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Look out for stop-and-go traffic. U.S. 33 eastbound between 270 and Bixby Road. You also have slow traffic on 70 eastbound between James Road and Bryce Road. And you have slow traffic as well on eastbound 270 between 315 and 71 on the north side. This report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Visit protectallinsurance.com. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Hey, it's Monday. Thank you for joining us. Here's what else I want you to do. Go to wherever you get your audio, search Common Man and T-Bone, and subscribe to the podcast. Maybe you're saying I already did. But did you already leave us a five-star review? That's a good question. Maybe you're saying I already did that. But did you drop a 20 in the mail and mail it to the radio station? That's a great question. Why haven't you done that yet? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's still a lot you can do. We I, have. I, I'm so distracted right now because we have computer monitors in here that are turned off and they have a layer of dust on them two inches thick. Well, that That's distracting enough, That's right? distracting enough. And then Bobby Carpenter has decided... To draw penises in the dust on these computer monitors. And they all have a very droopy bend to it. The shaft does. And I don't know if this is like Bob. Like, is that his personal experience? Looking at himself saying, oh, yeah, they all droop down like a fire hose that's not in use. I mean, it just bends down. But there are definite penises all over our studio, and they've been drawn by one person and one person only. Must be nice to have an art degree. Know how to do all that artwork. I'm not as talented as he is. Mm-hmm. I can't draw like him. Anyway, subscribe to the podcast. Do it now. Or Bobby Carpenter <laughs> will come over and draw droopy penises all over your house. On the inside and outside. Oklahoma football got a commitment from JUCO quarterback General Booty. Yeah, General Booty. You One of the all-time great na- names, man. 6'3", 195 sophomore out of Tyler Junior College in Texas. He will have three years of eligibility remaining at Oklahoma. General Booty. I remember when he was a high school recruit, and he had some words. He had some things to say. He talked about how he was going to be a big talent. Schools are going to want him to be there. Schools are going to like regret passing on him. And now look what's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to go to JUCO, but he made it to Oklahoma. He backed it up. He is the he backed, son. He backed that thing up, you could say. He backed, he backed up his booty. General Booty backed it up. He is yep. the son of former LSU receiver Abram Booty. Of course. He comes from a prominent football family. His uncle Josh was a quarterback at LSU, Josh Booty. I remember Josh Booty, uh-huh. yeah. And he, Josh Booty played in Major League Baseball. That's right. Another uncle, John David Booty, played <laughs> yes. quarterback at USC That's when right. Pete Carroll was there. That's right. So now it's General booty what is the deal with naming kids after people in the military i don't know but as when i saw this name it reminded me of a wrestler that wcw had back in the day uh the the thing they named this guy general hugh g rection was his name <laughs> no they did not yes it was no they did <laughs> yes not. it was general and then they shortened it to general rection Gen- after a period of time <laughs> but it was <laughs> general hugh g rection i just want to point out that wcw at the time that this i'm guessing was happening this was still very much for kids back then like this had not crossed I think into this, no i think this had oh, passed it, it yeah. crossed into attitude era and they were Teddy. doing that 
I'm not lying, right? No, you're correct, but there was also a wrestler named the Booty Man. The Booty Man? That's right. The Booty Man Instead of the- was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That is correct. That was also in WCW in the uh, like early 90s, I his, believe. Uh, that's, not, finishing that's not move. Attitude Era. That's, that's, no, no, that's, that's right. Before. The, the Booty Man, his finishing move was the high knee. Okay. He would just <laughs> give his opponents oh, the Lord, high knee. That's so dumb. And that was the finishing move. Oh, the high Speaking knee. Speaking of dumb and scary. Yeah. Ric Flair is 73 years old. And what? he has a pacemaker, and he is training for an in-ring return. Why? How, why? How is this allowed? I saw. Am I wrong? I saw this was Jim Crockett that's doing this. Who is like for those not in the know? I mean, that's a guy who's done wrestling promotions since. I didn't I know mean, that Jim Crockett was still doing. He things. has some like indie. I think it's a Jim Crockett thing that he's going to. Anyway, the point is, this is like someone who's been around wrestling for a billion years. And should know when a guy doesn't know his own limitations, right? Like the guys who run this business should be able to see, hey, man, uh, it's good that you want to come back and do this. It's a liability for us. It's not safe for you to do this. Now, maybe he's just ignoring all that because it's Ric Flair and he wants to get the legend one more time out there. But there's first of all, you can't you can't let this man go. We wrestle. learned that there's not enough one more time. For people like Ric Flair. No, the there only never thing that stops these guys is death. And if Ric Flair goes out there at 73 years old, there is a very good chance he dies right in that ring. And maybe he doesn't mind that. But does that mean everybody needs to see it? Or no. the promoter needs to put it on? No, you don't need to do that. You need to protect people from themselves sometimes. I don't know anybody. Maybe they. Maybe people do want to. They'll pay up $30 on pay-per-view to see a 73-year-old man cut himself and die in the ring. Maybe that's what people want to see. It's not what I want to see. No, I don't want to see it either. And I honestly hope that someone will come to their senses who knows him. Like, I'm not blaming any of these people, but I mean, his daughter is one of the most prominent WWE wrestlers. She can't talk to no, him. No, I, I know she can't, but... She's tried talking to I know, him. I know she has. I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming her for it at all. I'm saying, I don't know who could get to him, but I guess the only way you could do it is if the other wrestlers would all say, and that this will never happen. If they would all say, we won't wrestle him. We won't do it. Like, we refuse. You're too good for this. You don't need this. We're not going to wrestle you. We all refuse to take the check, but someone will take the check, and he'll get out there and you know what? Even if he'd wrestle his suit jacket, you're right. Like he would. It doesn't matter what you do to this guy; he will still go out there and try to wrestle because he just loves the limelight. How you doing, Rick? I can't stand Ohio State. I'm Remember sorry. that where he went to, showed up to Michigan signing day. That wasn't too low for him. That wasn't beneath his standards. The Sklar brothers were hosting that. You're Ric Flair, and you're down the bill from the Sklar brothers. Maybe it's time to reevaluate. How was your weekend, Rick? I've wrestled in North Korea. Oh. Got some problems oh, there, oh. Rick. My favorite is when he says, oh, not so fast. He's reading the teleprompter. He's reading the teleprompter of all the different guys' names and getting them wrong. And he's just like, oh, oh not so fast. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you with the rundown coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 70 eastbound has slow traffic between James Road and Bryce Road. You have some slow traffic as well on U.S. 33 eastbound between 270 and Bixby Road. This report is sponsored by Ace, Hard- Ace Hardware, Wes Jefferson, now hiring. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! 
was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Jason's Beef with our guy Jason Stark is coming up at 534. I got to tell you, the first two hours of the program today, flown by. Yeah? Sometimes I'm laboring. You know, 15 minutes into the show, I'm ready to just kill myself and get it over with. Well, that's no good. But I'll tell you, two hours today feel like five minutes. Well, that's good. You know, sometimes I think it's because we have a lot of content. Sometimes I think it's because we've been random and stupid. Today, it's been a little bit of both. Been a lot of things going on. Got a lot of dumb things going on. I don't remember what we talked about. I never remember. But that's why we have the rundown. That's right. We'll get to that in a second. Crew lose to New York City on Saturday. They are now 10th in the East, the crew. Yeah, so I, it was not a great game for the crew, and I don't care about, well, they had some chances, and sure, the, the professional soccer team, they're going to create chances. Here's the thing I know. You know, whoever it was that said, you know, you are your record, that is the crew right now for sure. They have managed so far this year to beat Vancouver, Toronto, and D.C. United. None of those teams have a better record than the crew. They have tied four teams this year, Red Bulls, San Jose, Sporting Kansas City, and New England. Only the Red Bulls have a lower, have a higher point total than the crew. All the rest had lower point totals. And then the four teams the crew have lost to, Nashville, Orlando, Philly, and New York City FC this week. They all have a higher point total than the crew. So basically, when the crew plays someone better than them, they are very likely to lose that game. When they play someone worse than them, they are likely, just about as likely, to either win or tie. So that tells you they are not a very good team. By the way, they are 10th. There are a lot of teams that are better than them, and they haven't been playing all their games against those teams. They've been playing mostly teams around their level, and it's not going well for them right now. So... They need to find scoring. They need to find someone who can shake things up there offensively. And I know they had a couple outbursts here and there, scored a few goals, but it's not sustainable. They do not have a sustainable offense right now. And I think that's on coaching, but it's also on the players that are available. We often talk about Mattress Mac. He is a furniture store guy down in Houston, and he puts large wagers on sporting events. He's Hmm. done it again. Uh, He has put down two separate bets Friday on the Astros to win the World Series, totaling $4 million. With the odds, those bets would net him $42 million should the Astros go on to win the championship. But here's why this guy's a genius. Because every time he bets something like this, he has an in-store promotion. So for his Astros World Series promotion, he is offering you double your money. So if you spend $5,000 at Gallery Furniture as part of this promotion and the Astros win the World Series, he will pay you $10,000 back. He will double whatever you spend. He will double whatever you spend. So and you get, give you more. You get all your stuff for free, 
and then he gives you money on top of right. it. Right. Now, if the Astros do that, you'd say, uh-oh, that's bad news. No, it's not. He will have made 10 he, times what he bet, well, he, right? He, he, he's going to make $42 million. What did you say that he bet, though, to get $4 million. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he would get a 10 times investment on that, and he's paying out two times. So, I think he'll be all right. And how many people, do you think, are going to gallery furniture and spending more than $5,000 now? Probably a decent amount. With, of, with, with the hopes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were going to buy furniture from someplace, right? But they didn't necessarily think, I'm going to gallery furniture. Right. But you have a promotion like this where it says, hey, honey, we can get all this stuff for free, and then they pay us money on top. If the Astros win the World Series, we were going to get furniture any, anyway. Why don't we just go buy it from this guy? Yeah. And in the unlikely scenario that the Astros end up being the team that wins, not because they're not good enough or whatever, just because it's hard to know what's going to happen. Yeah, they get their money back. But if not, they spent their money with him and he loses his $4 million. I bet he gets more than $4 million in sales out of this. And again, I, I find this so interesting. This guy is routinely making bets that are millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And in the state of Texas, sports wagering is not legal. Think about so he got in his car, drove to Louisiana, got on his phone, placed a bet, and then drove back. Does it not amaze you, too, that that guy is able to just, like, he doesn't, sometimes he does, in fact, I'm sure, go to these casinos or let them know, but he also sometimes just does this on his phone, which is a crazy thing to me that you could bet that amount of money just by, like, ah, I'm feeling it today. Well, they, and know, on the they know it's him. So they approve it. I know, of course. I mean, he's had to be verified to be able to do that. But yeah, it's just wild. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Phil Mickelson will not be at the PGA Championship this week. There was a piece on ESPN.com today about his rapid fall, people wondering how it happened. I don't know. Is it a rapid fall? I guess it is. But Phil Mickelson being a jerk has always been real. It's just that now he's being called out for being a jerk because his book is coming out. He's got the quotes about the Saudis in there. But in terms of him being full of himself and, you know, having questionable character, that stuff's been out there for years. I've heard it. Yeah. I mean, I this right. I don't think that's why he lost all the sponsors is him having questionable character. I think it's I mean, you might draw that conclusion by his comments. Right. But. I think the fact of the matter is when he has comments out there where he says more or less, yeah, I know these guys are murderers, but you got to break a few. Like anything following, I know these guys are murderers, but that's going to be really know, tough for a lot of people is, to take. He's he sort of gotten away with being a jerk for so long. He probably thought nothing of those comments because there's no repercussions. for Yeah, him. He, you're right. He probably thought I, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm Phil bleeping Mickelson. I'm right. untouchable and he, he is not untouchable. And, and so, certainly there's a lot of people who had problems with what he had to say. Webb Simpson, who was one of his buddies, was quoted in the story saying, Phil is the victim of cancel culture. I never really understood that because we always talk about how I'll let the public decide, right? All free market system. I'm sure that Webb Simpson agrees with that. Well, the public is deciding. They've deciding they don't like this guy. Private business is deciding. They're saying, we don't want this guy to represent our brand. We don't like what he stands for. Phil Mickelson can't simply be a golfer who goes out there and competes in events. If he's on my television selling me prescription medicine and apparel, Phil Mickelson is in the Phil Mickelson business. So if enough people say, I don't like this guy, I don't like what he stands for, and sponsors pull away, 
is that cancel culture or is that business private business responding appropriately trying to satisfy their consumers which one is it yeah i I know that there's a lot of talk about loyalty and and you know oh all these all these companies they all got scared and ran away from phil I don't know if it's got scared or just made the calculated decisions they made that led them to partner up with Phil in the first place. We never seem to do that part of the math when we talk about, you know, oh man, this guy, oh, poor Phil Mickelson's getting screwed out all these millions. You didn't do the math where for many years he got millions of dollars from these companies for wearing their hat as he did what he was going to do anyway, right? They did that because they thought being associated with him helped their brand, built their brand, made it better for their brand. Now, that math has changed. Now, being associated with Phil Mickelson does not seem to them to be worth it. So they have decided not to keep throwing money at something they don't believe in anymore, they don't think is worth it. I don't think it's about some giant corporate board meeting where they all said, well, we would make millions of dollars sponsoring Phil Mickelson, but... Damn it, we've got principles. I think it's just more of them saying, uh-oh, this guy seems like no one's going to want to be around him. We can't be associated. We don't want to be associated with him anymore. And what are we canceling, too? You're not taking money out of his bank account. He's got hundreds of millions of dollars. They're not saying he can't play golf. He can play golf. He can play in the PGA the Championship PGA if he said wanted he to. Pulled out. He can play in any PGA event he wants. He can go play in the Live Saudi event if he wants. He can do whatever he wants. So who's canceling who? Yeah, I mean, I I thought that I actually thought the PGA was pretty. They added a nice little bit of shade, just the right amount, to the statement they put out Friday night, where they said, "Oh yeah, Phil Mickelson has decided not to play in this event. We wish him well and look forward to his return to golf." Which is setting. I know it's a minor phrase, but it does seem like they're setting that up as, you know, when he returns to play with us, that will be his return to golf. When he returns to a PGA event. Whatever else he does in the meantime, that's not golf. So maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into that, but the drama with this live PGA thing continues to be ongoing and it will not stop after this weekend. And I just, I never understood why these already super rich golfers want the headache of playing in the, on this Saudi tour. You know, Jack Nicholson had some, him too, Jack, Jack Nicholas yeah. and Jack Nicholson as well. <laughs> Jack Nicholas had some comments today saying that he was offered a hundred million dollars to essentially be Greg Norman, and he turned it down. Yeah, I, I, and you can say, well, it's $100 million, but Jack already has hundreds of millions of dollars. Why well, would he want the headache that comes with Why would Greg Norman want the headache that comes with it? No, it's he's got must-be-nice money, right? I mean, it would be nice to be able to look at $100 million and say, yeah, but I don't need it. And in, not even him. No one in my family, we don't need it. We will be fine for generations. That's what Jack's saying to that. And he's he knows his money better than I do, but it was not worth his time. I don't know why it was worth Phil Mickelson's time. And I'll bet you if Phil could go back in time, he would say, sorry, I'm not signing up for any of this. I know why it was worth his time because he wanted power. It was about power. Yeah, over the PGA. What do they say with power? Great responsibility usually is attached to all that. And he screwed up the responsibility part of it. And now look what's happening. The Reds did not allow a hit and lost to the Pirates yesterday. They are the sixth team in history to accomplish this feat. I'm saying you lean into the bad. If you're a Reds fan, enjoy stuff like yesterday. 
If you're going to be the worst, then be the worst and have stuff like this to entertain you in the meantime. And, of course, you hold your ownership accountable, and you show up with the signs if you want to show up at all, and you wear the bags on your head, all of that. But I I hope Reds fans at least could enjoy some of the absurdity that you saw yesterday. They've been playing professional baseball in this country for a long time. The Reds have been playing it longer than anybody else. They are only the sixth team in Major League Baseball history to do what they did yesterday. Lean into it. Yeah, and of course... uh this was a for Hunter Green a start where he threw 118 pitches, which is the most in Major League Baseball this season, which is its own jarring stat that you brought up in our yikes segment. But all I know, all I know is this: oh, good catch! I I know that for the Reds, it stinks that they did not get credit for a no hitter because it's technically not a no hitter when you don't pitch the final at bat of the ninth inning because the home team wins. It is truly one of the most bizarre things you see. Like you said, six times in Major League Baseball history has it happened before. The Reds obviously have many reasons to be disappointed in that particular situation. And it's it's typical for what you should expect from the Reds this year, which is bizarre disappointment. And that is what I would say this whole season is going to continue to be bizarre disappointment. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Right or wrong, the Jacksonville Jaguars are still talking about Urban Meyer. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Look out for some stop-and-go traffic on 270 eastbound between 315 and 71. Some stop-and-go traffic as well, 70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and Bryce Road. And a slowdown on US 33 eastbound between 270 and Bixby Road. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples is your shipping solution for small businesses with packing and shipping supplies and services. Get 15% off of UPS Ground and 20% off of UPS Express shipping services. Offer ends May 28th. Visit staplesconnect.com slash services slash shipping for details. If you need to ship, ship at Staples. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Man is needing his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Monday. Jason's Beef is coming up at 534. So Doug Peterson, he is the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jags, and they are still talking about Urban Meyer's tenure down in Jacksonville. Mm Mm-hmm. He said, I do believe there has to be some kind of healing with the situation and everything that transpired last year because it's just there's a lack of trust that was broken, I think. For me, it's about gaining the trust back, and they have to see it through me. They have to see the transparency, the honesty. I've always said I'm going to be open with them, and I want them to be open with me. That is not the first time we've heard somebody from the organization essentially call Urban Meyer a liar and how he didn't have the trust of the players. I do find it interesting, and again, I don't know if it's right or wrong, that here we sit on May 16th. Urban Meyer was fired, what, 
week 12 right last season wasn't even at the end of the season it was during the season and here we sit on may 16th still talking about urban meyer yeah i'm guessing maybe there's there's still some of that that's going to happen over the rest of uh you know the summer months the early summer months before you get into actual camp i would guess once camp starts it's all about this new season and all that I'll, i'll say for doug peterson's credit I appreciate him being honest and not just saying like, huh, Urban Meyer? We haven't even thought about him. Not even a thing. I mean, he he's acknowledging the reality of the situation. There are a lot of players who said that coaching staff last year, or not maybe the coaching staff, but the head coach sucked. And I don't trust you, new head coach, Doug Peterson. I don't trust you. I don't like you. I don't like the last guy I had. And I'm afraid you're going to be the same type of guy. So maybe that's what he's referencing a little bit more. Or it could just be him piling on because he wants to and he doesn't like Urban Meyer. I'm not I'm not sure which way to take that, but I'm guessing it's probably the former, not the latter. I'm guessing he's saying, yeah, we have some guys who don't really want to buy in because last year they got burned by buying in with that guy because that guy didn't treat them right or, or lied to them or whatever he's insinuating here. And so it sounds like he feels like he has to earn that trust. I was watching some Game 7s last night, and I, I love the NHL playoffs, the the intensity of the Stanley Cup playoffs is fantastic. And there's nothing better to me than a Game 7. And my daughter's finally at an age. She loves watching hockey where she understands the concept of a do-or-die hockey game and everything that's at stake. The crowds were fantastic last night, and both of those games went to overtime. Rangers and Flames win their games. They advance. Panarin with the game winner. For the Rangers. He went home, enjoyed his garage. I'm sure Pap popped some bubbly in <laughs> the garage. Right. Yeah. But I've read a couple articles about this after the fact, wondering if this was sort of the last stand for the Pittsburgh Penguins in their current form. You know, they were up three games to one in this series. Sid was hurt. They sort of crapped on themselves too. But I remember th- I was thinking to myself as I'm reading these stories, is this the last stand for the Pittsburgh Penguins? God, I hope so. Oh, yeah. I man. would love to see them fall on their face. I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they'll be just fine. Yeah, I, I don't tend to think that's likely that this is their last stand. As far as as far as what, I guess? Being like a this, team you This can, unit, this particular unit. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you're talking about this unit winning a Stanley Cup, I don't think that's likely. I think they've passed that prime where that would occur. We know any team can get hot in the moment. Things can happen, but I'll say with Crosby too, it does seem like you know. Obviously, he's he's had injuries throughout his career, but can you can you rely on him to be healthy for an entire Stanley Cup run at this point in his career? No. I don't. I don't think you can. So yeah, I know that's not just the only guy on their team, but I do think it's clear that you know as he goes, so still does go the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this is a this is a real situation for them that they've got to acknowledge. Either we keep this core together of all these guys that they have. Yes, they've added some younger talent over the last few years to kind of make the roster younger. But you know that ultimately you are you are still looking at a guy who's now thirty four years old in Sidney Crosby, who has had a ton of injuries in his career. Is he going to be the guy you build around, continue to build around for the next three or four years, or do you start saying, yeah, we're we're entering a different phase of his career? And we're not going to build necessarily as much around him. There are certain franchises, though, that I just I relish when they're bad. And like I like the Red Wings. Red Wings were so good for so long, and then they dropped off the face of the earth, and it was so nice to see. 
It, oh, that, yeah. that is that is petty jealousy on my part, but it was so nice to see people stop showing up in hockey town and misery and all that. I want Penguin fans to have a little bit more of that. That's what I want. I want them to have actual, this is not real misery. I mean, yeah, no, it's miserable no, no. to drop a series you were leading 3-1, but... I mean, I'm sure for them it's misery, right, because they had the 3-1 lead and they're the Penguins, but I'm talking about I want to see them at the bottom of the barrel. I want them to have three or four years where they just don't make the playoffs and they're kind of looking at what are our odds to get the number one pick, that kind of thing. I want them to go through a sustained amount of time where that's that's the pain And they're, and they're looking at their leadership and... Red Sox boy owns their team, yep, and they're right. saying this this guy doesn't understand us. Yeah, I want Lemieux back. I also kind of want them. I I want Sidney Crosby to be a part of all of that. Like I want him to still be oh, the there. Fall from grace. Well, I Me mean, too. I want I want him to be there and in enduring some of these bad seasons, as he may still be personally doing some good numbers. But I want him to endure watching all of this be bad around him again. I, I do. I I want all of that for the Pittsburgh Penguins because. You're right. They are one of them. They are personally one of my most hated franchises in all of sports. Deshaun Watson treating the Browns' offense to a trip to the Bahamas for some team building. Let him live. Uh, also, the NFL is scheduled to meet with him this week. I don't know what stage they're at with their investigation because they're not being transparent. I don't know if this is we want to talk to you because we haven't really talked to you face to face. Or if this is the, hey, we want to talk to you because we've come to some sort of conclusion and we're going to tell you what your punishment is. I don't know what this is this week. I don't I don't know either. I, I do wonder, it could just be this is the timing of where everyone had time in their schedule to go to the Bahamas. Could also be that maybe Deshaun Watson is looking at this and saying, I know something's going to come down sooner or later, so I might as well get some time to bond with my guys if I then do get suspended and am gone for a while. I want to at least have a chance to bond with them before... The season actually starts. Also, did you see the tweet Mary Kay Cabot sent out today? No. Because, you know, one of the members of the offense is um, technically still Baker Mayfield. He is oh, yes, on the right. offense. Is he going to the Bahamas? Mary Kay Cabot has reported on that. She says, Baker Mayfield unlikely to make the Browns off- oh. offensive trip to the Bahamas. Again, if I were him, I'd show up. I'd show up at the airport on the charter jet. Well, my question is, was he invited? Did Deshaun say, like, hey, man, no hard feelings. I know I'm taking your job, but you're welcome to come to the Bahamas if you want to. Or did he say, yeah, I, I get that you don't want to come. I'm not going to invite you. That would be that'd be really rude, right? If you, I almost feel like the invite would be worse than not invite. Because if you invite, you're saying, hey, man, I'll, I'll pay for this. You can come on. He's, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm saying, screw you, dude. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to see you. You're taking my job. But maybe not. Maybe he would. Maybe he should have gone. We'll find out, though. Either way, I'm I'm not putting it past Baker Mayfield to make this awkward if he's still on the roster come August. You think he gets any massages when he's down in the Bahamas? Oh, Deshaun Watson. I, yeah, I mean, I would think yeah. I would think it'd be a bad idea to schedule anything around the world massage. Well, I mean, he's a professional athlete. He's going to need some deep tissue rubdowns. Mm. Yeah, and he can and and he can get those at the facility where everyone knows where he's going and I know, what he's but getting. In, maybe he needs something in the Bahamas. Is all I'm saying then he should go back to where the Browns training facility is in Berea and get a massage and then fly back to the Bahamas. They've got private jets. He can do it. Jason's beef is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Look out for stop and go traffic on US 33 eastbound between 270 and Bixby Road. And you have stop and go traffic on 70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and Bryce Road. And some slow traffic northbound 71 between 670 and 5th Avenue. This report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessed. Ohio Laborers, Lessed, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate Member of the Week, Rob Buckley, Laborers Local 639 Marietta. Rob is a three-year member working at Right Traffic Control, Build Ohio Right, Build It Union. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. He likes baseball. He likes solar eclipses. He likes Shohei Otani. But he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark. You know, Jason, I was uh, reading a story about the blood moon, the uh, <laughs> lunar eclipse, and everybody's all excited about it. And I said, not my guy, not Jason Stark. Uh, yeah, this is. I know you've accused me of being a solar eclipse snob. You are. I, I have to admit, I, I lived up to that. <laughs> I, I was I was busy watching Albert Pujols pitching, but I was not, was not busy watching that lunar eclipse. I'm sorry. I gave you some homework last week. By the way, I have more homework for you this week. We'll get to that at the what end of the segment. This? Did we? Can yeah, what, we send what? him a book bag as well and get him some colored pencils? I, I feel like a... Jay, we've talked to Jason for many years. He needs a challenge at this point. All right. So I'm giving you a challenge. <laughs> We're sending him off to school as all the kids are getting ready to get out of school. That's not good. <laughs> I agree. Can we at least make these multiple choices? (laughs) No, no, no. So I asked you last week what was going to happen with the Oakland A's. Uh, Are they going to stay in Oakland and get this approval to build this $12 billion neighborhood, essentially? Or do you think they're off to Vegas to play on the the Strip? Do I have to stand up in front of the class when I give this report? (laughs) <laughs> All right, I would be shocked if they don't stay in Oakland. Oakland. Uh, I honestly, Mike, don't get any vibe that baseball wants to see them move to Las Vegas. I know they've spent a lot of money and time exploring Vegas, but I, I, it feels like this is just another one of those deals where they're trying to apply pressure to Oakland to take them seriously. And, you know, I've done a lot of looking into Las Vegas, as I've written my expansion stories over the year, and I don't know if you guys know, it would be the smallest media market in baseball, smaller even than Milwaukee, and even though the NFL moved there and hockey has a team there, uh, baseball's different. You know, it's an everyday sport. It needs uh, big corporate support. Uh, it needs loyal ticket base. I, I don't know how that's possible, and, you know, I... I I talked to a team, another team that threatened to move there once, and they told me they envisioned almost the entire park being made up of premium seating, 
bought out by casinos that would basically like just give the tickets to their <laughs> high rollers, and there there'd be some bleacher seating for everybody else, but. This just doesn't sound like a dream scenario to me, even though they could definitely expand there at some point. One more follow-up on that. If, let's say, the Las Vegas thing is, like you're saying, is probably not likely to happen, do you think that there are any other contingency plans that A's ownership is looking at saying, if we if we don't get this done here, then we would have to go somewhere else? Or is it just... Either it's here or Vegas, and if Vegas really isn't that likely, then it's we're just going to have to figure it out in Oakland, and that's that. You know, it's a really good question, T-Bone, because you have to remember that um, baseball does want to expand at some point, and it doesn't want to use up its potential expansion destinations uh, on the Rays or the A's moving. And so I, I, I think if you really look closely at what's happening in Oakland, uh, the $12 billion project Mike referred to, it's going pretty well. It's not going fast, but there's more optimism that that's going to happen than I I think is clear right now. But, you know, this has gone on forever. There's there's always going to be a segment of politicians in in Oakland that don't want to support this. And when they're announcing attendance of 2,000 and 3,000 every game, I don't think that helps, but I, I do think eventually this thing does get done in Oakland. Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark here on The Fan. Reds lost to the Pirates yesterday despite giving up no hits. Only the sixth time in Major League Baseball this has happened. They've been playing Major League Baseball for a long time. Give me your thoughts on that yesterday. <laughs> the Reds. The Reds are giving us so much material, man. They, they started 3-22 and 22 and went 1-20, and, and I thought that was hard to do. Uh, like My favorite thing that they've done this year is they're still winless when they take a lead in the top of the first inning on the road. And I thought that was hard to do. But allowing no hits and losing... That's really hard to do. Um, it, uh, baseball's so weird because the other day they gave up 14 runs and they won that game. And they allowed no hits and they lost this game. I, I don't, it's so hard to do that, but if any team could, I think they're the team for the job. I know this is putting you on the spot a little bit, but can you think of a moment? like That's a pretty shocking thing. If you go to that game and you find out one of these two teams is going to throw a no-hitter, but they will not win the game, I think most people at the ballpark would say, I've, I'm stunned. I, whether you're rooting for it or not, you'd be stunned by that. What's the most stunned you've ever been in a ballpark, or at least one of those moments that's probably up there with something like that, where the way it unfolds, you say, man, I just, I had no idea that was coming or that was likely at the ballpark today. Well, I, that takes in a lot of ground. Um this is very different, but Game 6, 2011 World Series, Rangers-Cardinals, um, when Nelson Cruz was still in the outfield for some reason and did, did not catch the final out of that game that would have won the World Series for the Rangers, the David, first David Freeze ball, that stunned me and still stuns me. And that game, the team that won the game trailed five different times and won. And that's, 
and, and they would have gone home if they had not won the game. So that moment, that game, a bunch of different stuff that happened in that game, um, I, I think that's as stunned as I've ever been at any game that I've ever been at. Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark here on the fan. Pitch clock is in the minor leagues. A lot of people think it's just a matter of time before it makes it up to Major League Baseball. They're seeing results with this so far, aren't they? Oh, my God, yes. I, I am. I can almost guarantee you there'll be some kind of pitch clock in the Major Leagues next year. The time of the average minor league game, since they started enforcing this, it's about, what, three, four weeks ago, is down 28 minutes a game. 28 minutes from three hours and three minutes to two hours and 35 minutes. You know, some of these minor league games start at six, which means when we get to summer, the night games will be over before it gets dark out. You want to sign up for that? They may not even turn the lights on. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the best point is the games just have the, the sort of rhythm that we remember from when we became baseball fans. And so, pretty sure you you have a minor league team in your town don't you people should check it out and report back to us oh yeah no we've been i've been to clippers games and watched it and yeah it does move a little bit more it i mean it's just it's a totally different cadence than going to a major league game you're right jason totally you know i was on mlb network the other day and they they showed video of paul DeYoung. Uh, he was, it was his first day back in the minors and he got called out on strikes without a pitch being thrown. And it was, it was a pretty weird video, but it was because he didn't get into the batter's box on time and the pitch clock was ticking. See, the hitter only has nine seconds to get into that box and lock eyes on the pitcher or to strike. Um, so everybody's trying to figure it out. But it's a much better entertainment experience. I don't think there's any doubt. All right, here's your homework for this week. Are you ready? No. Earlier today, <laughs> I just ignored you and went right on through that. Earlier today, I talked about the 1984 Detroit Tigers and how they started the season 35-5. and five, yeah. And they went wire to wire and they won the World Series. I want you to tell me next week the best team in baseball you've ever seen to not win anything. I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs? Well, no. I mean, they can make the playoffs, I guess. But maybe you you were saying to yourself, this is the best team in baseball. I'm convinced they're winning the World Series. And that unit won nothing. Okay, so this is a team in a particular year. Yes. Okay, I can do that. All right, good. Yeah, I hope you can. I'm giving you a whole week. I hope you can do it. By the way, I hope I hope, I hope MLB Network shows some video of Sticks singer Dennis DeYoung next time. That's <laughs> no. a lot of reference. I don't think that'll be happening, but I'm, I'm, this seems like the easiest homework yet. I'll be chomping on roast beef sandwiches all week waiting for it. There all right. you go. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Jason's beef on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. He is dipping his beef oh. in the fake au jus. I, let me tell you right now, Jason... Real au jus. He is oh, you think 100%. he goes real au jus? No, no, I'm saying he is a real au jus. He's just oh, he's real. A, he's, as a person. As a person, he's yes, real au jus. He's, real he's au not jus. fake au jus at all. No. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
We're looking at slow traffic on US 33 eastbound still between 270 and Bixby Road, and you have slow traffic on 70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and Bryce Road. This report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them on the web for your fast and free quote today. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. How was the weekend? Good? Good. It was good, but I, good. I, know, I know tomorrow you have a big day. Tomorrow's going to be good. You're, you're taking the day off. Yeah. Must be nice. Yep. To uh, golf over at Mirfield. Yeah, we got a little, uh, the famous media round is mm. back in business. Is Rothman... Golfing too. Tomorrow? Anthony's supposed to be there. Skip golfing. I believe so. Is and I anybody believe... going to be working here at the radio <laughs> station tomorrow? Well, I think every golfer that we have basically will will be there. And then Beamer? Be- Beamer's getting off the air and just right. I think to he has it. a rocket ship set up yeah, right out here. That's right. It's just going to shoot him. He's going to go to the top of the ten TV tower, and then there's a slingshot up there that's going to just. It's you supposed to be beautiful right weather for tee. you, too, right? Yeah, I was going to say, tomorrow's good weather. Oh, my God. It's like 72. Yeah. It's a, that's, partly that's sun. what you want, right? Uh, it might be full sun. You want, over, oh, you want overcast. Okay. I'd take cloudy. Yeah, I'd take 67 and cloudy, but it's going to be 72 and full sun. Well, what time's your tea time? It's that I don't know for sure. I think they start around 10, 15-ish, but could be between... Well, maybe still 10, in the 60s 11, by, that, by that point. Timmy, you're going to yeah, be there tonight be, at like be. 3 o'clock in the morning just sitting there like, hey, I'm ready. I'm just, Whenever. I'm just, I'm just right now, I'm, I'm here. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to be you at the, the bag. Gate. You're yeah. going to be out there like, when's the driving range open? I just want to get a couple yeah. shots in before I get out there. 5 a.m. I'm at the gates. Yep, I'm that's just, right. I'm just how ready. About, how about Jack today? Coming out saying, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Saudis offered me $100 million Ooh. to run their thing, but I passed. Yeah, a lot of golf news this weekend. I heard you guys talking about it with, with Phil. I love the drama again. of all of this. It's very dramatic, isn't it? This is, I mean, in the past we had Bryson and and Brooks drama, yeah. but now we've got drama with a competing tour and these comments that you know, every month that passes we wonder if it's it continues to be the end of phil mickelson i mean eventually he's gonna have to make a choice to come back either to the new tour or back to the pga tour ultimately don't know as we keep going through time what the major championships are going to decide if they're going to band with the pga tour and not allow players that choose to play in this new saudi tournament 
or a Saudi series, excuse me, to play in their major championships. I don't know. Well, it's nothing be is, sto- nothing is stopping Phil from playing golf. No, he just didn't feel he should come back. It'd be too much of a distraction. And he's the defending champ. He was, I believe, the oldest man to ever win a major championship. Yeah, he won it last year when he was 50, right? Yeah, 51 maybe. And that was basically the peak of his comeback where he was this older guy that was funnier that the younger guys on tour sort of respected and looked up to and not now not now (laughs) (laughs) that's all what's coming up on the buckeye show tonight Uh, two full hours two big hours of awkward pauses (laughs) me and the number three ranked running back all time self-proclaimed antonio Pittman. We are going to uh, talk to Tim May at 633. We get into the uh, peak offseason here for Buckeye football. We are also going to take a look at our all-time Ohio State defense. There you go. Should be fun. You know, I saw the Ohio State rowing team won the Big Ten championship. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. 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 Congratulations Track and to field, them. doing some big things yeah. over the weekend as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis team's doing well. Tennis team. Men's tennis yeah, team. Men's tennis moving yeah. on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Things are good around the blocko. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? The Back Page. The Vortex. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Well, man, thanks so much for the intro. Uh, Steph Curry, congrats to him. He's uh, had a lot of things going well for him. His team is in the Western Conference Finals. He is the NBA's all-time leading three-point shooter, and he is now an official graduate of Davidson University. So he announced that he re-enrolled for the spring semester to complete his final semester of classwork, which he had never apparently done. Uh, he will receive a Bachelor of Arts degree with a major in sociology with this class of 2022 and officially has got that done. So congratulations to him. Now he can say he's checked that off his yep. list. Think he would have been all right if he never did go back to say, school. It would have been fine. I was gonna say, boy, now he'll be all right. Right, but I think I'm just, you know, I could see when it's basketball's like, done. I only have one he's thing got left that to degree do. To he's looking at it on. as like all I have to do is go back and take a couple more quick classes, and I can just get that part of my life completely closed up. So good for him that he went back and got that done. Michelle Tafoya, who used to be on the sidelines for NBC and Sunday Night Football, I believe she has moved on since from then. Apparently was the topic of Twitter conversation over the weekend because she was watching an Angels broadcast on Bally Sports West. I know this because she tweeted at them and she said, at Angels broadcast, enough with the Otani baseball chatter. And then three exclamation points. Of course, people then pointed out to her like, well, that's fine. He plays for the Angels and he's really good. What it is a baseball game. They are the home announcers for the Angels. What would you have them? I mean, not I guess other players. Well, they just right? shouting but, the word Ot- or the name Otani into right. the mic. I mean, so they weren't even, they weren't even calling the action. They were Otani, just, Otani, Otani, Otani. He's not Otani, even batting. Otani. I mean, I'm guessing they were talking about some of the good things he was doing over the weekend. But I don't know. She found it to be annoying. Well, he did hit his 100th career home run right over the weekend. He's yeah, kind of a story. I. That's what I'm saying. Like he had he had a big weekend. They were bringing up how good he's been. And she apparently was not happy with that. So Okay, let her live. I mean, she's worked in broadcasting for many years. She's certainly got a right to her opinion on that. I just think it's a weird one to have. Well, Michelle must know. I guess. Or she just doesn't She doesn't like Shohei Otani. I don't know. Buckeye Show's coming up next. What's at 8 tonight? Is it Inside the Crew? 
No, that's Tuesday. Is that Tuesday's? Tuesday What's tonight? Show. Oh. Well, there's no NBA Conference Finals. So what's tonight? There's no NHL second rounders. <laughs> so, a little thing called perverted, followed by you'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Not Timmy. He's golfing. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Look out for some slow traffic still on 70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and Bryce Road. Slow traffic as well on U.S. 33 eastbound between 270 and Bixby Road. This report is sponsored by Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois. June 3rd through June 5th, a dream is finally a reality. The first ever NASCAR Cup Series race at WWT Raceway. Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter. Tickets now at www.raceway.com. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt I on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but 
the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, it's just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat Soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right I don't, don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. Right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 